know exactly yeah. why you didn't run the 40 time the way you should have. God mm -hmm. gave you the answer to that question and you knew it. The world didn't yeah. know it, right? Serendipity yeah. moments, Mo. But if yeah. you never would have had the perspective, if you never would have had the mental fortitude and possessed the mental fortitude, you wouldn't have survived any of those moments. What makes the journey worth it? The pain, the adversity, the opposition, the challenges, the uncertainty. Why do I have to go through this? What's the lesson in this? I got a paralyzed right arm and hand. The million dollar question I get every single day is you wouldn't change what happened to you, why? Serendipity, join us for insightful dialogues about not just successes, but about failures, opposition, adversities that shape and mold the individuals to who they are today. I'm Inky Johnson. This is Serendipity. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to Serendipity with Inky Johnson. Uh, today's guest is none other than a friend of mine, somebody that I'm very close with, uh, Ramon Foster, right? NFL veteran, husband, father, somebody that's very special to me. And so he was basically the individual that I had dialogue with that started this whole serendipity thing, right? To where we was talking about goals, dreams, and aspirations, and how many people actually get to live out their goals, dreams, and aspirations before they get took down a different journey, before it's dreams deferred, and they find themselves in certain positions, but it ends up working to their benefit, right? That's what serendipity is. That's what serendipity represents, right? You go down a journey in life, you go down a path in life, something happens that you didn't expect to happen, and you look up and you end up appreciating it. And so today, man, we're about to bring in my friend, my brother, somebody that's very special to me, uh, Ramon Foster. Ramon hey. Foster, Razor Ramon, how you doing, man? <laughs> I'm good, Ick, man. I'm, I'm, I'm hyped that you invited me on the show, man. I heard your intro right there, man. You far too kind. <laughs> far, far too kind, yeah, no man. doubt. You, no doubt. Absolutely. First and foremost... First and foremost, Mo, I want to thank you for your time, man. I know your husband, your father, uh, you got your show there in Nashville going well, man, transition mm -hmm. uh, into a new career path. How's that going? Man, it's going good, man. I'll be honest with you, man. I've been directed a certain way, man, through Christ, through believing through a lot, man. And, uh, you know, like I know, there's a lot of things that happen whenever you're done with the game. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, what's next? Like you always had a plan while playing sports because you knew, you know what, no matter what, I got to get up and go. Gotcha. All right. I got to go. I, I got something. There's a schedule for me. And for the first time in my life in March of 2020, when I, after I retired, I woke up the next day and I was like, I ain't got nothing to do. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? But yeah. I, I was in a, I was in a spot where I figured I, I was one, I'm one of those guys that like to, I, I like a schedule. I like to work. It's just a habit of just doing something. So I knew I was going to do something. But I didn't know I was going to be doing something this year. Everybody that I know that's played the game, been around the game, told me this. Mom, take some time off. Take a year. Mm. And I'm thinking to myself, like, a year is a long time, man, for me. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't raised that way like a lot of people. So um, mm. when you built a certain way, man, I was putting my ear to the street. I was just trying to figure some stuff out, just kind of making my way, man. And I got a call about August of 2020, man. And uh, there was some folks that told me they was interested in me. Uh, being a morning co-show, morning uh, co-host of, of the morning show at the station is 104.5 in Nashville, mm -hmm. man. We covered Tennessee Vols and the Tennessee Titans and just a whole bunch of different sports, man. We're trying to be mm -hmm. um, a heartbeat 
I guess, or a thermostat, man, for the morning crew that's up and rising with us. So that's our motivation, man, is to get up and set the temperature that, hey, we're going to be all right. No matter what <laughs> else is going on, we're going to laugh. We're going to have some good times. Mm-hmm. And it's been a good time, man. I've enjoyed it, ain't Yeah, you know, man, um, you know, it goes without saying that I'm proud of you, man. I'm happy for you. But I've been knowing you since way back when, you know, way (laughs) back when, as the elders would say, way back when. And I know some of that journey and that story, right? And the basis, like we talk about, you started, you know, pretty much this dialogue and this thought process about serendipity, right? About going down an unconventional path, something happening in our life that we didn't expect to happen, right? Things getting directed a certain way and working to our benefit. And so me mm-hmm. knowing you, who was my roommate, right, who was in my wedding, who's a brother mm-hmm. to me, we talk oftentimes. I want to dig into that story a little bit, Mom, because I think a lot of people, <sighs> when they see people, the mistake that they make is thinking where they see a person or where they meet a person is where mm-hmm. they've always been. And so, like, when we were in college, <laughs> right, take me to yeah. this moment, Mom. We were in college, right, and you were getting ready to play and doing your thing and getting ready to go to the draft. Right. What was mm-hmm. that journey and that process like? Because I remember some of those those dialogues, man. Take us to that space. Yeah. And place. <clears throat> Ain't that's that's that journey, man, gonna always be a special one to me. And it's funny we, we talk about this, you know, you told me about your platform serendipity with Inky Johnson. I was just like, okay, cool, it sounds cool. When you broke it down to me, what we were doing, it's like, well, this is what we live, this is what I live, you know. Yeah. So to give that story, man, is is you have a plan in your life. And I love the, you ever seen the little diagram where they draw like the person that's showing where they start, where they want to be. And then there's this big ditch in the middle. Like (laughs) (laughs) where I wanted to go was through that ditch, man. And Mm. you got to fight through the thorns, the, 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 the wolves coming at you. And my journey was kind of like this. Everybody, when they go to college on the athletic scholarship, for the most part, man, they got aspirations of making it to that next level. Mine, of course, Man, I'm trying to get to the league. <laughs> That's why you ask any college athlete, especially playing the big three, big four sports. Man, what you? I'm trying to go to the league. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'll never forget our freshman year at UT. Merlin Hanks, I think, was his name, and he walked in that room as our rook as our freshman year, and he asked us, "How many of y'all want to go to the NFL?" Everybody, Everybody. raise their hand. Yeah. I think it was 24 of us in our recruiting class, mm-hmm. and he told us this. And I get to my my my, my senior year, he was like. That's fine. That's good. That's cool. That's perfect. You can confirm what I'm telling you, too. Oh, yeah. And he, he said, uh, I'm going to be honest with y'all. It's about four, maybe five of y'all. This is a big school, so you might get one or two more. Yeah. Out of that class, it was five guys, I think, that made it to the next level. Yeah. And to think <laughs> that I was one of those guys, and my journey was a little bit different because ending UT the way we did, man, it was a five and seven year. Um, head coach got fired. But screw it, though. I was college graduate. I was ready to go train all of this stuff, man. Yeah. Had a son September of that year. Mm. September 08, I had a son, man. Of course, another one of those things that hey, you don't I remember. That. I remember we <laughs> were in every light when we got back from the game, rushing to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. see young RJ. Well, go see ahead. RJ. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, that's, that's part of the journey, man. Mm. We're walking down my new dad. Young dad. Don't know what the heck. Don't know what I'm going to do, man. Like, mm-hmm. And the only thing I remember telling Keisha, who's now my wife, is this. We're going to be all right. Yes, and sir. If I'd have told you what all right meant, mm-hmm. I had no earthly idea what all right was, man. But wow. again, when you right-minded, 
and you know that you got to make it happen and you got purposes bigger than you. So thing was this beautiful, man. I have a son, RJ, named after me, Ramon Jr. Like, bam, cool. Mm. Um, during his ultrasound, we found out his gender. I found out he was a boy. I'm like, yes. Hi. <laughs> and then the doctor uh, that did the ultrasound got quiet. And I'm like, oh, what's, mm. what's this all about? And the nurse at the time rushes out the room. We'll get the head doc. We'll get the main doctor that's going to be our OBGYN to deliver RJ. And uh, he had a, a, a heart condition. He had a hole in his heart. And, you know, he had four chambers. One of his wasn't connected. Wow. Cool. Bam. Wow. They, of course, give us the uh, they give us the rundown and say, you know, give us the option, that option to abort. And it's like, no, nah, no, nah, we in this thing. OK, mm. but this is something we've chosen to do and we're going to roll with it because guess why you live with those those wrenches that's thrown at you in your life, whether you Absolutely. cause them directly or inadvertently, you're, you're going to roll with those things, man. Absolutely. And uh, so we, we we two young parents. All right. And now we fast forward to when I'm graduating and I go off to go train um, for the combine. Hold on, Mom. I got to stop you. I got to stop you. Okay. I got to get this feeling, Mom. I got to get okay. this feeling. Okay. When you found out that RJ had a heart condition, right? Mm -hmm. Because we knew, but it's just like my injury, right? Like y'all knew I had an yeah. injury, but y'all yeah. didn't really know the thoughts that I was having at times. Like we would talk. But y'all yeah. weren't in that position to where you could see, like, all right, what's Ink thinking every day? What were you thinking when you found out your son had a heart condition and you finna get Man. ready for the NFL combine? And you're right. And, you know, when you, when you open up this segment talking about, you know, you don't know what people go through or, you know, their circumstances, my thought process through that was what? They gave us every bad scenario it could have been with our baby boy soon to be born. Mm -hmm. And I say this bad, but it's just like some parents run away from that. Or some people run away from it. They say, man, he could be a Downs baby. Mm -hmm. He might not make it. Um, you can abort if you want to. Mm -hmm. um, he could have certain conditions. And we were leaning on strictly faith. Mm -hmm. And honestly, probably a little bit of stupidity of just, we're young. We're going to make this happen. And I knew this, though. I knew I had a good group of friends around you, Mayo Rob, and Sinclair, man. And mm -hmm. I knew my brothers, Ron and Renardo. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I can lean on. Absolutely. And that's what we, we dove into with like, because our kid didn't ask for this. Mm. We were given, we make certain decisions. That was Absolutely. our decision, okay? And the one thing that I'm always hard on young parents, not hard on them, but I challenge them all the time is whatever you're doing with your kids and every situation is different. But they didn't ask for that. Our wow. son and our, our, I guess, moments of whatever we were going through didn't ask for that. Mm. So why would I put them in something? Why would I decommit from uh, him because of something we did? So I wasn't into that. You feel me? I wasn't into that. My wife wasn't into that. And of course, with me, I'm like, I got a son. Instantly, yeah. <laughs> RJ, you feel me? Like, yeah, man. that's, that's going to be the name. So um, mm. they told us he would probably have to have open heart surgery. And I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Open heart surgery. Cool. All right, I hear you saying that, but he gonna be all right, whatever. Yeah. Um, all lo and right. behold, he does. <laughs> you know, lo and behold, he does have to have yeah. surgery, and this is one of the uh, most trying times I think in our early relationship with me and my wife at the time. My girlfriend, not trying for us, but just a lot of uncertainty. Yeah, and um, it, it went back to um, me going to Cincinnati to train. Um, mm -hmm. I left 
early December because we didn't make a bowl game after I graduated. Drove up to Cincinnati. So, so let me get this right, Mom, for timeline purposes for the people. So when you left to go to Cincinnati to train, mm-hmm. you getting mm-hmm. ready for the league. And for he the league, was getting absolutely. ready to have surgery, right? Real fast, ain't But he was getting um, ready to have open heart surgery while you getting ready to chase this dream that you've been after since you were a kid. Yeah. Right? And so you got the pressure, you got the pressure of the dream. You mm-hmm. got the pressure of your family. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. What did that, that do to your process of working out, of training, and having to deal with that? It became less about me and more mm. about them. And it's funny because <laughs> I circle back to this conversation with Keisha about over this over this past weekend. Um, I said to her, and because we we're in a different position now as far as just life. And we're just sitting back and just talking about the position that we're in. You're in a different position, all right? You're in a 10-year NFL (laughs) bet position. (laughs) Hey, don't be modest about it. You blessed, man. God has blessed you and your wife and your family tremendously. You're in a different position, all right? Go ahead with it. but um, oh, let me get you this. Eleven years, by the way. Let me go. Eleven. I done shorted him a year. Eleven. I earned that boy. Okay. (laughs) We're um, we're sitting there in our room and on on the couch, and I'm like, you know, when we we did this thing, us, um, I told you it was about y'all. I Mm. said I did this for y'all. Like, and she looked at me. She's like, no, say it the way it need to be. It's for us. But I always go back to that conversation from when I left UT Knoxville, okay? Yes, Drove sir. up to Cincinnati. That was my focus. It was, all right, Moan, you did this, okay? Now you got to work to make sure that she's fine because she's still, she's a finance major, okay, in college. Yeah, Here man. I am, the jock that's <laughs> technically just derailed her, her education yep. because she had to, uh, he had she had to drop out of school for a semester she ended up going back and finishing it but like here i was going off the train for the combine and um we got a situation of a child involved now and um we got to make that work so of course Mm -hmm. here i am set up in cincinnati training um with uh cliff and the thing that really just jumped out the board or jumped off the board to me was at four and a half months my infant son had to have open heart surgery. Okay. Uh, now imagine your motivation after the fact. Okay. Mm. And so this is the part two to where, uh, your steps that you follow, you know, and I know you have a huge, huge, um, demographic of people that follow you. So I just say, whoever you follow usually leads you the right way. Okay. Mm. And I'm saying that in a sense that I actually missed his open heart surgery. Mm. And now imagine the feeling I had. Hold up, hold up, hold up, Mom. Say that again. You you actually missed it, right? I missed his open heart surgery. Okay, because I'm in Cincinnati. A guy from the South went to Cincinnati to go train for the combine. What happens in the wintertime in Northern City? It snowed. Snowed. Okay. So I didn't make it down that day for the surgery. I go down there the next day because the roads were clear enough and I felt safe enough, okay? Mm. But I I think... um, me actually being delayed a day kind of add to the, I guess I always kind of say uh, a guy that we follow, Christ, is a very funny guy because he'll do stuff yeah. that make you just chuckle. And I laugh after the fact, but I think if I'd have been there through the whole process of him having the surgery, um, it has just been like business as usual, almost like I hope is all right. 
But when mm-hmm. I drove down from Cincinnati to Nashville, he had his uh, surgery at Vanderbilt House Hospital in Nashville. And I walk in the room, and my girlfriend, Keisha, now my wife, is sitting over there in the corner. And I see my baby boy laid out, tubes in his chest. Uh, you see the, the cut mark down his, his, his middle of his chest. Uh, about three, four tubes in him, and he's swollen because of the open heart surgery. That's a intense thing. And I think they honestly, he's a big kid, of course. Absolutely. So they felt more comfortable with doing the surgery with him with four and a half at four and a half months, man. So that just that optics right now, I still see to this day when I saw him stretched out on the Vanderbilt hospital recovery bed. Wow. Like, mind mm. you, <laughs> I'm leaving training. For my next audition for a job, dog. Like, that's wow. where I was. So um, it was a lot to take in. And here I am, 22, 23 years old at the time. Again, no real plan, just goals, the stuff that I wanted to attain. But again, as I told you in that illustration, the start of where I was to where the finish where I wanted to be at, there was a whole bunch of the thorns. Wolves, dark dogs barking. There was a whole bunch of trials, and that ain't even the end of it. So, um, spent a few days there. Go back to Cincinnati, start back training because what well, I told her, I got you, I got us. We're gonna be all right. Not knowing ink, I ain't got a clue what that means. I just, know. Bro, I gotta, I gotta stop <laughs> you right there, Mo. You dropping a word on us, man. Like <laughs> when you say, like you keep saying the word, like we're gonna be all right. Yeah, but you said earlier. Inc. I didn't have a clue what all right meant. Like, I just knew we going to be all right, right? Yeah. And from knowing you, right, I'll never forget when you were leaving the train for the draft, right? Because yeah. we boys, like, we talked yeah, about it. Never forget when you told mm-hmm. us about RJ's heart condition, right? Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing about the whole process is the serendipity in this situation, right? I put out two moments yeah. of serendipity. For most people, when they train or when they're chasing something in pursuit, goal, dream, aspiration, whatever the case may be, people have to find motivation. People have to find inspiration. People have to find the driving force. Like the average cat, you and me both know, people are not just wired that way, especially when things go wrong. Adversity, opposition, challenge creeps Mm -hmm. into the picture, right? You're pursuing a dream, right, that you've had for a long time. You go up to Cincinnati. You from the South, right? You up there, yeah. it's cold. You in the winter, you in the snow, right? Most mm-hmm. of the time, you're isolated. You're getting up every yeah. single day to chase a dream. The serendipity is your son has to have open heart surgery, right? Yeah. Your wife, Keish, right? She's back yeah. there with your son. You're in pursuit yeah. of a dream. You've told her, hey, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but we're going to be all right. Every yeah. single day you got up, you thought about your son and your wife, right? At the time, yeah. she was your girlfriend, but she's your wife now, right? Mm-hmm. You said when you went to that hospital in Nashville and saw RJ, saw his chest, saw the scars, saw him swollen, saw Keith sitting over in the room, you said that image stuck with you, even until yeah. this day, right? Yeah. Like, I don't think yeah. it's a coincidence that you played 11 years from how nah. you started, when you yeah. didn't get drafted. I remember when you didn't get drafted, right? And we talked about, <laughs> I didn't have a worry in the world. Right? Yeah. I said, as soon as mom get a shot, he good. Yeah. Because of the driving force and what you were working for. And so See, the serendipity is you having RJ in college, but I look at it as God saying, Mom, you might not yeah. get drafted, but here go your fuel. Mm-hmm. Right? Here go your inspiration. Here go your motivation. Here go your driving force. 
go crush him. And so mm-hmm. after that point, when you go into the league, Moan, and you play for 11 years, man. Yeah. Like 11, yeah. bro. Like utility uh, guy. Like yeah. every single day, what was that driving force, man? It was, and you say, so you said a couple things, too, that I kind of t- took from that is I had a coach, Coach Tomlin was my, my coach the entire time in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh and, still you a know, baby. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get to that, but you said something I got to kind of say. So, so when you see Usain Bolt fast, right? Fast, yeah. Undoubtedly. Okay. You've seen somebody, Vince Carter, jump out the gym. Yeah. Okay. LeBron James, one of the best in the world ever do it. Um, these are things we can see. It's running, mm-hmm. jumping, strength, um, just a skill that you develop over time. Uh, one of the things that Coach Tomlin told me, and I didn't realize it, he was like, you take it for granted. And I said, what? He was like, Moan. And because we've had these type of conversations, and I'll get back to my story in a second, but I felt when you said what you said a second ago, I had to put a pivot in it and say this. Mm-hmm. He said, Mo, what you do and how you've navigated your life, he was like, you need to understand. Um, the stuff that I can say to you, I can't say to others. He's mm. like, because you got something that I don't think you realize. I was like, what, Coach T, Coach Tomlin? He's like, your, your, uh, your mental toughness, that's wow. a talent. I said, how is that a talent, Coach? He's like, that's the problem. Mo. You don't even think of it as a talent. You just mm. do it. And it just really just, there's a lot of things that we talented at in life. You know what I'm saying? Ain't Absolutely. What you do is amazing, man. Like, mm. I've seen you do this without even talking, okay? The way you motivate people, the way you bring stuff out of people. And I think we kind of slight ourselves a little bit sometimes because we don't look at something as simple as mental toughness as being a, as, as a talent. You know wow. what I'm saying? Like, that's something that some people, they, they gain a little bit more of, but they kind of form with it a little bit. Mental toughness. Is a talent. And when he kind of said that to me, I was kind of floored. And I was like, to be real with you, I don't care if I do run a slow 40. That is one <laughs> of the, the best, the best compliments you can ever say. And me saying that to Keisha and my son as a young 22, 23-year-old about, hey, we're going to be all right. I ain't know. But I guess the way you wire sometimes and how you come about what you planning on doing, mm. if you just push through it, man, you're going to be all right. So Back to wow. the story, man. Like I'm, I'm, so I'm back to training, and the combine finally comes up. The biggest display ever for a young athlete, man. Is you know, there's a lot of parallels, I guess, about the combine and what it looked like before. God is chasing this dream. Excellent. That's all you're trying to get to, man. It's like this is my shot. Like I've been training, I've been lifting. I need to do everything I need to do. Mm-hmm. Strength was fine. You know, all the measurables. It's hard to really measure no lineman. The one thing they could really get you on is how you move. And how fast you are, okay? That says a right. whole lot about you. So here's my opportunity to, I guess, kind of push myself up a little bit, all right? Yeah. So the biggest part that everybody sees other than the bench press is the running. Right. And here I am in Indianapolis. The 40. The 40, right? Yeah. Here, yeah. Here I am in Indianapolis at the Combine, all right? <clears throat> and I think mine might have been aired or was about to go on air. And I'm like two, three back. Out of nowhere, ink, I catch a nosebleed. <laughs> so, so here, imagine, nosebleed. okay, you about to run the 40. And I think it was a combination of being in four, what is it, not four field, but at the Coach Stadium. And the air was dry. It was cold. Mm-hmm. Nerves. And I, like I would catch nosebleeds in the wintertime because of dry air. I looked right. it up. I was nervous for a long time. I'm like, why am I catching nosebleeds? Yeah. But... <laughs> It's uh, your nose crack. It's like dry skin, okay? And I would catch a nosebleed, and that's what happened. 
So I'm like, yo, I'm telling the dude, I'm like, and I know the guy because he ended up being a stiller scout, okay? Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't know his name, but his name is Mark. I'm like, I, I got a nosebleed. He was like, Foster, uh, we, we about to go and you two in the hole. Like, you, you got to figure this out. Got to figure like, it out, baby. Got to figure it I out. Gotta, I got a nosebleed. And somehow <laughs> I'm pinching, holding it up. And I'm trying to <laughs> sniff it back up. Which <laughs> just everything that can go wrong. Yeah. Bench press and the 40, okay, are the yeah. two things that people love seeing. I get down to my stance, man, and I'm like holding my head back and, you know, trying to do that motion. Yeah. And I run my 40, ain't bad 40. <laughs> uh, it, it was slow, okay? Now, mind you, I'll admit I'm an honest person about yeah, myself. No doubt. I ain't, I'm not a super fast guy, all right? Yeah, yeah. I'm good at what I'm good at, but I needed this 40. <laughs> I needed this 40, yeah. I needed this 40. Yeah. I needed this thing to be about a a five five, a five four in that mm. range of soda. And ink that thing came back five nine and six one. And all I can think of is I can't believe I caught a nosebleed at the biggest moment of my career, ink. Mm. And all right, cool. Whatever, hey, man. Hey, but look, I gotta stop you there, Mo, because <laughs> look, you caught a nosebleed at the biggest moment of your career, right? Running yeah. the 40 yard dash, you needed it. Right, and even though you yes. didn't run the time that you wanted to run, I'm sure mm -hmm. somewhere in the back of your mind you was like, "Man, I didn't run the time that I wanted to run." But in the words of Coach Tomlin, like you got a level of mental toughness and mental fortitude yeah. to where you turn the page so quick, it's like yeah. it don't matter. It's almost like the adversity kept stacking up, but mm -hmm. you built for it. It did. You wired for it. <laughs> It, and and uh, I got to go into a different phase of this same this same year, like a month later. So, man, after the combine is over, of course, we pack up. I leave from Cincinnati, go back to Knoxville. I'm reunited with my girl, my son, and all this type of mm. stuff. So we get the opportunity to go work out on campus at UT's, uh, University of Tennessee's weight room. Cool, yeah. getting it ready to go. Pro day. It's another chance for me to redeem myself. Yeah. Pro day coming up, man. Like, let's go. I get an opportunity, man. Share some more weight. Find a way to do the workout. Like, I get a chance to run my 40. I get to be one-on-one -on -one with the coaches mm. at this point, too. Like, the coaches that are really interested in me. How about this, ain't Pro day. 2009 at this point. My last opportunity to get a shot of running my 40, getting a full workout in. I'm looking forward to it. Ready. A day before, a day before pro day. About two days before, I go into the training room. I'm hot. Then I'm cold. Mm. Temperature up. Yeah. I'm, I'm like in the bed, achy. <laughs> I catch the flu. I remember that. And the flu. So, the, and I had never caught the flu a day in my life. <laughs> At that point, man, I caught the flu like 101 temperature. I'm cold. I'm achy. <laughs> You know the feeling of catching the flu. So you mean to tell me I can't compete at my pro day to redeem mm. myself? And like, what what am I to do at this point? <laughs> what am I to do? <laughs> you feel me? I weighed in good. I couldn't do no weightlifting or nothing like that. And I couldn't do the field drill work. Mm. And at the time at, at, at Tennessee, like the pro day was a big thing. Like they laid it out. And yeah, big deal. here I was on the sideline, just strained up. Couldn't do no workout. Not a chance to redeem myself. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> like how? How Man. does this happen? But I'm still thinking I'm gonna be all right. 
Fast yeah. forward a little bit, draft come around. First day, I figured I wasn't going to be first. I think it was first round on the first day, second and third, and then everybody else on Sunday. Second and third, I thought I had a chance. I got a grade that said I was like fourth to six or whatever. Cool. Um, third day come around, and I'm like, right, I got a shot here. I've seen guys go before me. I felt like I was comparable to. Cool. Yeah. Sixth round, nothing. Late sixth round, I'm starting getting texts, no calls. Yeah. What type What's of text, on? Mo? What type of text? Hey, we got you in our plans. We're yeah. going to try to figure out a from way. NFL you know, teams, though, right? We got you in teams. our plan. Yeah, yeah, all of this, man. And it's, it's like, all right, it might have started late fifth round all the way through the draft. A couple teams that was reaching out saying, you know, we, we got a few picks left. We hope you there. Ain't about, <laughs> man, about, uh, about the last maybe like 15 picks. I'm like, oh, this ain't going to happen. Mm. Like, I'm not about to be drafted. Mm. Or unless somebody picked me as Mr. Irrelevant, the pick 256 of the draft, this ain't going to happen, man. And I'll uh, never forget, I'm sitting there with RJ. Um, wait, it's a few months. This is April, May, April of tw- 2009. And uh, I sat there with him in my lap on the floor is where I was watching the rest of the draft. And probably the first time I had cried in a long time, I cried, cried at that point with RJ in my hands, with dog. With RJ in your hand, huh? So I did not that, know that, man. You wasn't going to know that. I could see it, though. I could see it from that amount of work and all those things you have been yeah. through. I could see it, bro. But carry on, sir. Because it was, again, it was a, my mindset was, I, I got you. Like, I ain't saying that that was my only avenue, but right. that's the one that's in front of me that I wanted to achieve. Probably since I was about, like, 10, 11 years old and I finally understood what the NFL was and like playing football and you know stuff like that. So um not drafted. Mm. Immediately after the draft, though, you get a little uptick because I'm getting like 16 different phone calls from teams yeah. that's offering me a free agent deal. And I'm like, where the heck were y'all about an hour and a half ago? Oh man. And um it, it came down to um Really, it was Cleveland of all places, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Baltimore had got in. So the whole AFC North, because I, I'm a bigger lineman, so they like those type of guys up on their line. Got the Jets, I think Kansas City, and maybe one or two other teams, man, that was really serious. It came down at the end of it to uh, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and the Jets. Mm. And honestly, I had to make a decision financially yeah. a little bit. Um, it broke down to, okay, and I'll just be like transparent with, with people Absolutely. on how the free agency work. Cleveland offered me $2,500. Mm. Mind you, I got a kid. I Say it again, rent. Mon. Say it again. Because <laughs> a lot of people don't think that happens at the beginning of nah. the process with free agency. What did Cleveland Browns you, offer you? They offered me $2,500 mm. to sign. My next deal was uh, the Jets. Offer me sixteen thousand, mm. okay. Pittsburgh offered me eight thousand. So mm. Cleveland's out of the mix because they weren't that great, and I was like, "That's kind of disrespectful." I felt a little higher of myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty five hundred dollars, okay. And right then on. I was also told about the taxes. That twenty five hundred would have turned into like, come on, come on, eight hundred dollars probably. <laughs> because you're in the highest. I don't care if you're getting yeah. a five hundred dollar check. Get taxed at the highest tax bracket. Another Absolutely. thing they don't tell young guys about this process, though, too. Mm. So it came down to the Jets in Pittsburgh. All right, um, Jets. I'm looking at the New York, New Jersey taxes. 
some mm-hmm. stuff you we don't talk about a whole lot. Yes, the sixteen thousand would have basically been about the same amount of what the eight thousand was in Pittsburgh. Gotcha. So I signed with Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh told me you're our priority free agent. You're the one that we want. You are good enough to be a draft pick. We and this is what they told me. Mm. We don't know how you didn't go drafted, but if you came here, you if you come here, you got a really good shot. Wow. And I was like, Wow. <laughs> What do you mean? And me, I'm like, man, I got bills to pay. I got a kid. Yeah. He's going to daycare. <laughs> Keisha's in school. Like, man, all right, cool. And, yeah. and true enough, the business part of it take off. Like, man, I need this money. Like, and I'll get the rest after the fact. This is what's my mindset. So I mm. get to Pittsburgh and get my signing bonus, dog. Um, after eight thousand, after taxes at the highest bracket was like fifty two hundred dollars. And mm. the other part of that ain't. I had to give my agent 3% of that $5,200 <laughs> so, or 3% of that $8,000. Uh. So that's another like chunk of change at the time. I'm like, man, I know some people probably listen like that's more than some guy. But I'm like, yeah. man, when you value yourself at a whole lot more than that and you see the guys that they picked or other guys that went on mm-hmm. the team, like I was fully disrespected. Like, and you I, got I a family. that way. And, and you got, got a family. family. You feel me? So, um. And of course, you you go through hard stuff, ain't? But then you get a, 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 I guess what you want to call it, a flashlight of hope to say, all right, cool. The day that I walked into the weight room in Pittsburgh, when all the rookies were there, a scout and a coach both separately told me this: the same thing. We don't know how we got you, but we're glad you're here and you can make this team. That's wow. all I needed. Wow. That's all I needed. They told you and this separately, mom. Separately. Wow. So you viewed that kind of as confirmation when you heard it separately from two different people? Mm-hmm. Mm. They, they were shocked that they got me. Wow. And I'm not tooting my horn. It's just that I guess they viewed my – and <laughs> this was the other thing. Like I said, God's a very comical person, man. Like, mm. your walk is, is funny. Yeah. It was like, man, it's between you and another <laughs> – it was between you and another guy. Mm. The guy that we picked in the third, the reason we got him because his time was faster than yours. Wow. What happened wow. with my times in the 40, ain't? Wow. I caught a nosebleed, and I caught the flu. Caught the flu. So they didn't know if I was a tackle or a guard. They just knew I wasn't a tackle from what my position said because of my speed, ain't? Mm. But they said, we so glad we got you. Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Again. It's funny how life works, ain't it? It is. So again, serendipity, like my plan, Mm. I'm there. What's in between that plan? Ooh. I that process, man. That process. Guess, you just you just broke down life for people, right? Like all of us got the plan, the goal, the dream, and it's mm-hmm. what takes shape in the midst of that, that journey. Uh, that's where most fizzle out, right? That's where mm-hmm. most just say, man, forget it. Like that opposition, that adversity, right? When you yeah. talk about your son. Right. You yeah. talk about what happened, trying to get there. You having to miss the heart surgery. Then when you yeah. went the next day, you like, man, I'm grateful. I thank God that I was able to go this day, because if I went the day prior, I probably would have viewed it just as business as usual. And so yeah. God delayed you a day because he knew, man, if Mon go this day, he just going to be thinking business as usual. I'm going to let yeah. him go the next day. You go the next day. Your gratitude is different. Your perspective is different. Right. Yeah. You go to the combine. You're doing what you're doing. You're getting prepared. You know the time is important. You get down. You're ready. Right? Prior, before you get down, you're in line. You get a nosebleed. 
You talk to my man who happens to become a Pittsburgh Steelers scout, the team that you end up going with and playing with for 11 Mm -hmm. years, right? You get ready for pro day, right? You get ready for pro day at UT. You training, you ready, you feeling good, you feeling slim, you feeling trim, fast. You catch the flu. Couple days out, you like, man, I can't catch a break. You watching the draft with your son right there with you, right? Watching mm-hmm. the draft, watching mm-hmm. cats that you know you can compete probably better than get drafted. You thinking, mm-hmm. man, surely I'm about to go, right? Cat yeah. teams start texting you, hey, mom, we looking at you, right? We probably get you here. Yeah. You watch it all the way down into Mr. Irrelevant, the last guy get drafted with yeah. your son who had that open heart surgery with your wife that you told. Hey, everything going to be all right. Not knowing what all right means, and you don't get drafted. You Mm -hmm. go, you go with Pittsburgh Steelers, you get there. Two separate people on two separate occasions tell you something along the lines of, man, we don't know how we got you, but we're grateful (laughs) we did. You're in competition with this guy. And the only reason we picked that guy, drafted that guy over you was, man, that 40 time was a little bit different. You know exactly why you didn't run the 40 time the way you should have. God mm-hmm. gave you the answer to that question, and you knew it. The world didn't yeah. know it, right? Serendipity yeah. moments, Mo. But if yeah. you never would have had the perspective, <clears throat> if you never would have had the mental fortitude and possessed the mental fortitude, you wouldn't have survived any of those moments, right? Nah. That's nah. what this journey is about, man. Mm-hmm. Waking people up to that process between the dream, between the goal, between the aspiration, right? That yeah. pursuit, yeah. right? Because for Mm -hmm. most of us, Mo, and I'm going to let us get out of here, man. But for most of us, I'm going to end it with this. For most people, we waste so many experiences when they don't come in the form of which we expect it, when things don't go the way we want them to go. You Mm -hmm. never know. You getting redirected, your dreams being deferred, you having to go through something that you didn't plan. It just might end up being serendipity. And so, Mo, we Mm want to thank you for your time today, man. Thank you for your wisdom. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your knowledge. And God bless you, my brother. We Absolutely. Out. And God appreciate Peace. it.